The following is a podcast from One Community Church. Join us as Pastor Joel Hendricks shares this week's message. Listen, I'm excited to share with you the last message in I Quit. All right, so here we go. Put your gospel seatbelt on, buckle up, baby. I have one gear, and that is wide open. Until I strip it out, wear it out, or he calls me home, I'm going to absolutely run wide open. That's just how I am wired together. Now, I quit. I quit making excuses. I quit living in fear and, and, and all the other I quit. Hey, man, what's up? All right in the house. Okay. And uh, uh, sorry about that, ADD. And, uh, and I just quit making excuses. Okay. All right. This morning, I'm going to finish with one that is super chill. And I've told you this every week, right? I've told you every week, every week that they have kicked my butt. Or if you prefer, gluteus maximus, all right? Because I got called out on Facebook for saying butt, all right? Uh, it has kicked my gluteus maximus. I mean, it's just, it's just wore me out, man. It's been a great series. Just, just, we've hit, a, hit our stride here lately. And, uh, man, I, I did not realize how, how many excuses I was making about every other breath. I'm making, <laughs> making the excuse. I, I didn't realize how much I complained. I, one of them was I, com- I complained. My wife said amen uh, times 10 to the 10th power. Uh, I complained. I did not realize how much I complained, all right, how much criticism, just all those things in my, in my life. And, and, and this, week, this week, we're going to talk about comparing. I want you to quit comparing. I think it's one of the most dangerous things that we can do as human beings, first of all, but especially as children of God. I think that it is incredibly detrimental to our walk with Him to compare ourselves. Uh, we, we read several things. I read several things. Uh, I, I come up with about four major categories that we all fall victim. I think, I think comparing ourselves just, is just in our DNA, all right? I know nobody struggles. You guys are super saints and super spiritual, and you don't compare yourself to anybody. I, I got it. I, I know women. You guys, you, you, you ladies rock and are beautiful on your own, and you don't worry about those airbrushed magazines. And I get it. I get it. And the other ones at the, the gym that wear the, 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 the tight pants and a little out there. Anyway, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But we struggle with it. We, we struggle with it as dudes. But, and, uh, and so I, w- I want to talk to you about comparing yourself. Four, four major categories, I think. And I, I'm going to give the scripture in just a moment. Four major categories that we compare ourselves. First one is possessions. You take notes, you want to start taking notes now. Possessions. It is crazy how we compare ourselves with others and their possessions. Well, look what they have. If, if, look at that. I'm known I'm guilty. You've heard me say it a million times on this platform. Look at that truck over there. And a friend of mine, and I love him. He's a great guy. I love him. I, I love his post on social network just the other day on Facebook. He said, uh, on my way to Atlanta, oh, I, I stopped and, and uh, accidentally bought me a new truck. And it's this big four-door Chevrolet truck with these nice rims on it and these nice, anyway, it was just, I was like, shut up, unfollow you. I don't want to see it anymore. My little truck, it goes, it smokes. And now, and now driving my nanny's Buick from time to time, and I'm driving Miss Daisy today. Uh, I'm glad to have my nanny in the house. She's supposed to give me a special gift, pastor appreciation gifts, and I love that pastor. And she told me to shut up, but uh, I drive that thing, and everybody thinks I'm an old person going down the road in that big old Buick. They try to cut me off. I've already told you that story, too, all right? It deals with my anger. But anyway, possessions. Crazy. If, I, if my house was a little bit bigger, if I lived in this, or if I had this, or if my clothes were this name brand, or if my shoes were like this, or if I, you, you understand. And, it, and again, it, I believe it's part of our DNA. It starts in elementary. It starts in kindergarten. I, I can't remember kindergarten. I can't really remember a lot from my BC days, but I, I do remember uh, getting picked on because I had pick and pay shoes. I don't know that you know anything about this, but mine were Cougar. And I thought I was something when my mama got me Cougar Pros. I don't know if everybody 
everybody knows that. They went from Cougars to Cougar Pros. Pow, they were the bomb diggity, right? But got picked on, made fun of, skips is what they called them. And so it starts early on in our life, and we still do it to this day. We still do it. We compare ourselves. If we go over to someone's house, we go over to someone's uh, uh, place, we look at all that they have, and we begin to think of all the stuff that we do not have. So we compare ourselves to possessions. That's one of the major categories. And the the list is exhaustive in possessions. The the, the second one, I think, of the four major categories of comparing ourselves, it starts from the time as early as we can remember, is not only our possessions, but our appearance. Our appearance. I believe we, 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 we often compare ourselves. And again, I, I know, ladies, you don't have that, have that problem, right? I know that you don't say, does my hair flow like that? Woman on the bottle of dye. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, for us guys, it's, I wish I still had hair. <laughs> Not in my case, because as you can see, I got a full head of locks. Blessed and highly favored. Appearance. Appearance. Do I look like them? Do they look like that? Look at her, look at this. Look how she walks, look how he walks. Look how tall he is, look how short he is, look how smart he is. Parents, look how good and well put together their kids are. Come on, parents. And all, it was, all you, you're, just, you're glad they got both shoes on. Y'all all right? Let alone socks. I'm like, you got underwear on? Don't think for a second it don't. I'm like, hey, where's your brassiere? Don't look at me like that, parents. Especially parents that's got girls. I got all girls, even my dog's girl. I don't have to worry about her. God just made her natural. Appearance. What about do we look right? Got all did it up. I, 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 and I'm going to pick on my wife a little bit. It's amazing. She's like, gosh, it's amazing to me. We can, we can, we can be ready to go somewhere. I'm being careful, baby. I love, I love you. Big daddy loves you. Love mama. We can get ready to go somewhere, and it's amazing. It's, it is amazing. It is amazing how many different outfits are spread across the bed. Oh, no, no, no. And she didn't just look down. She tried them all on. You know what I'm saying? Which one looks right? And then, and then, I love it. Right, man? You love it when they come to the, <laughs> this morning. Does this look good? It looks awesome. That's the, I, I love it. I love it. Right? Okay? Appearance, we worry about it. We compare ourselves all the time with our possessions, with, with our appearance. <laughs> performance. Wow, Performance. Look at his sales. His sales is way up. My sales are down. Look at his production level over there. Look, look how well they're doing in school, and they're playing sports. I can't figure it out. Or, 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 or we do it as parents often. We go, look, again, look how well put together their kids are. They, man, they behave well. There's no nuclear meltdown, all this good stuff. What, 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 what am I doing? What, what? Production. Are what we do, how, how well we do it, and how everything looks in, in comparison. I'm telling you, it is, it is critical you listen this morning. That you quit comparing yourself in the area of possessions and appearance and performance. And then one major category, the fourth one is this, is our circumstances. Isn't it amazing how we compare our circumstances? Well, if, if, I, could, if, if I had that same setup, I cannot tell you how many times. I've even done it with my baby brother. We was growing up. Man, when, when I got a car, I had to work and pay for the insurance on the car. Now, mind you that, mind you that I, I'm nearly 40. I'll be 40. I know I look 20. I know it's a shock. I'm, I'll be 40 in a couple weeks. Now, now, mind you, I have learned the hard way and with some deep counseling with Jesus that my mom was 17 and my dad was 18 when they had me. And so they basically grew up with me. And so everything they learned with me, they would 
execute on my brother. And so when my brother come along, he's the baby. He's taken care of. Do you understand that? And so we say, well, if our circumstances, and it would frustrate me to no ends. You know I love my brother, right? I pray every day. I pray every day. God convicted me, so I pray every day. God, bring him home. Bring him home. One way or the other, God, just bring him home. All right? If you know my story, you know what I'm talking about. But it would mess me up. I'd be like, but he's had every opportunity in the world. College paid for, cars paid for, stayed at home. Mama did his checkbook. Am I right, nanny? Take it care of. And I would get so mad. And all I was doing was comparing myself and didn't realize how ugly I was becoming. And so that's just my world. Just imagine what you do. Just imagine what you do in your home, in your community, on your job. When you begin to compare your possessions, you begin to compare your appearance, you begin to compare your performance, nobody's perfect. Listen, just because they look like they had it all together, it didn't mean they didn't raise hell all the way to the time you've seen them. You all right? You only see the tip of the iceberg. Ask the people on the Titanic when you get to heaven that make it. They didn't see all the rest of it. And then your circumstances. And, and, and here's where we transition. God, you listening to me? God hates for us to compare ourselves. God hates for us to compare ourselves. Let, let me give you a verse of scripture. If you have your Bible, if not, it'll be on the screen. It's 2 Corinthians. And, and me and the media minister, we're on the same page this week, all right? We're on the same page this week. I, I didn't leave him hanging like I did last week, and he had the wrong verse up there. It wasn't his fault. It was mine. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Be on the screen. Paul writing to the church of Corinth, second letter, they believe he wrote three letters. The first one they believe is actually not 1 Corinthians. I know it's, anyway, I shouldn't even chase that rabbit with you. But 2 Corinthians 10, verse 12, Paul writing, oh, don't worry. We wouldn't dare say that we are wonderful as, there other men, as these other men who tell you how important they are. They are only comparing, there's the word, themselves with each other, using themselves as the standard of measurement. And I love this, love this, I love this. New Living Translation. How ignorant. So let, 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 let me break it down elementary style, y'all right? Here's the real, real. It is plum country stupid for you to compare yourself to other human beings. Y'all right? Is that, is that, was that too real, real for you? That mess your grits up? Or cream of wheat if you're from out west? I don't know, you know. Y'all right? Is that okay? Are you parfaits? I mean, I hear what I'm saying. I love it. It's just dumb. Why in the world? And, and let me give you, let me set it in context so you don't think I'm just picking on you because I love you and I'm glad you're here. What Paul is writing is he's writing and he's, he's combating the Judaizers. The Judaizers in this setting, right? And you go, I know this, right? You all are in seminary, right? You got your degree. I got it. But, but these Judaizers, there was these religious people, okay? The Jews, the super Jews, man. They're religious. And, they, and, and this, is how, this is how good they felt about themselves. And you can catch it from just reading that. All they would do is set their own standards and then they would compare each other by that standard. And it is easy, it is easy to do that. I'm going to do just these things and just live in this box. And if I eat this and go there and have this and do this, then I'm okay and I fit in society. And all our lives, all we try to do is just fit in. When you were born to stand out. And he said, that's just ignorant. And, and again, again, everybody is guilty of comparing yourself. Now I want you to be very, very very, very slow to listen to what I'm about to teach you. What Paul is not saying 
is for you to sit still and just do nothing. He's not saying that at all. He's not saying, he's not, he's not saying that he didn't want you to uh, want more. He's not saying that. You understand me? As a matter of fact, let me read another verse of Scripture to you. Just, just, just stay buckled up. It won't be on the screen, but let me read it to you. Wisest man ever, okay? This is what he said. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 4. This is, this is what Solomon said. You listening to me say amen. He said this. Then I observed that most people are motivated to success because they envy their neighbor. Remember, Paul just said, that's stupid. Ignorant. New Living Translation. Greek's a little fuzzy right there when you translate it. Okay, what version you have, but I can tell you it just means you're just dumb, stupid. Won't get you nowhere. Listen, listen to what he says. But these two, this too is meaningless. It's like chasing the wind. You ever chase the wind? I will never name him, but a good friend of mine become a deputy sheriff. And one, one night they got him on film. They got him on film. They was talking about for evidence of this, this crime that happened. They said, we need, we need you to bag up the air. They got him on film. You know what he's doing? And he's bagging it up. And he's a big old boy. He had whooped my tail if he knew. And I told you that story. But I didn't tell you who, okay? All right? You ever try to chase the wind? Students, you remember from Wednesday night? Like shadow boxing? It's just wasting time, man. Wasting energy. It's like trying to chase the wind. Verse 5, Ecclesiastes 4, Solomon said, Fools, though. So, here's, here's, here's where the application comes about. I don't want you to think for, we go on in this message. You just sit still and let the world unfold around you, okay? That's just plumb lazy, okay? So I want you to stay with me. He said this. He said, fools fold their idle hands, leading them to ruin. Listen to him. Wisest man ever. And yet, better to have one handful with quietness, peace, calmness in your life, not envy and comparison and want and a little more er, I wish I was taller, skinnier, Bigger, smarter, you all right? Talented, okay, okay, all right. Mrs. Are you listening? Better to have one hand with quietness than two handfuls with hard work and chasing the wind. So before we go on and I give you this outline about comparison and why God hates it and how we're to avoid it, I want you to know that when I preach through this, it doesn't mean that you're just to sit still and just let everything go. I don't worry about everything else, man. I just let it come to me. I'm just free-flowing. Well, that's dumb. All right? Why does God hate for us to compare? Here's what I want you to get down. Comparison is the death of contentment. Comparison is the death of contentment. Comparison is the death of contentment. The moment you begin to compare yourself to somebody else, because you will never be taller, shorter, smarter, faster, you get what I'm trying to get you, get you to download on your processor? I know some of you still like you're smoking a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You getting it? The moment you begin to compare is the moment that contentment in your life dies because you'll always be chasing, just like the wind, something, somebody else or something else, and it's always unobtainable. Now, hang on. I'm going to tell you why in a moment. This is why God hates for you to compare yourself to somebody else. Secondly, comparison makes us prideful. Comparison makes us prideful. Comparison is the death of contentment, and God wants us to be content in Him. All right? Getting ahead of myself, but I want you to listen. Comparison leads to pridefulness. Watch this. Couples in the drive thru, right? I mean, listen, we, we, God bless America, we even got two lanes 
And Mickey D's, man. Not that I eat Mickey D's. Literally, don't. Okay? Might have had a supple of that strawberry shake yesterday. River wore me out. Two lanes. Pull up to those two lanes and they're both busy, right? Stay with me. There's just a couple and they're, they're probably two or three cars back. Don't stay with me. And, and, and windows are down and they're waiting a place to order. They're trying to make their mind up. They want double cheese, super size, whatever all that is. You know what I'm saying? They, they, okay, they're trying to make their mind up. But then they see in the car that's in front of them somebody smoking. And they go, gosh, and they're Christians, right? They, they, go, to, they go to church and they look good. This is what they do. This is, this is the pride in their life. They begin to say, look at them smoking. They know that their body is the temple of God. Fast forward. Yes, ma'am, please take your order. Yeah, I want a triple cheeseburger, supersized order of fries, and I want the biggest gallon of sweet tea you got. Do you get that? So you think you're better, and yet you are choking your temple of God on all the grease and whatever kind of meat. I don't even know if it's meat, man. You ever seen that stuff, that pink stuff they're pumping? I don't know what that is, man. I ain't eating it. Mm-mm. Oh, we go, look at it, look, watch this, watch this, his parents, you live with me? Because I mean, you know, this is the real, real with me, right? I, I, don't, I don't pull any punches on you. His parents, we, we'll see, man, we'll, we'll go around the corner, we'll hear it before we get to go around the corner, and on this aisle, the toy aisle, there is a four-year-old that's having a complete, utter meltdown. I want that, mama! You back up just a little bit, because first of all, they're like a demon in them, so you just back up a little bit. And you begin to think in your mind, though. You begin to think in your mind. My kids don't act like that. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> it's easy. God hates comparison because it is the death of contentment. He wants you to know that all things are in Him. When you compare yourself to others, it will lead you to pridefulness. You will say, listen, and I, and I know you're super talented, but you've got to understand where your talent comes from. Just like when I ask you to do the pirouette, right? Is that what it's called? Right? Pirouette. Pirouette. Right? But you've got to keep in check. This comes from the Lord. God, give me a gift. I exercise that gift. And we learn Wednesday night that we don't try to be Christians. We don't try anything. We train. And the difference between you and Braden, when he come up there and whatever karate kid move that was, son, it wasn't a pirouette. There's a video on Facebook. Fine he said that. He videoed him. Right? We begin to understand, though, but if you're not careful, you know what, careful, you know, this is what happens. This is what happens to us. We begin to think, I'm better than the rest of them. But see, what I, what I like about it is when there's an opportunity, and like, for instance, my daughters, I say they look up to you, and you have an opportunity to help them. Do you, do you get what I'm trying to say? Now, I'm, I know I'm breaking it down this kind of level right here, but it's the same way. You ever been on a job to bring in a newbie? You've already been there a while. Maybe that newbie got the job you wanted. So you say in your mind, I ain't showing him jack squat. He'll learn it on his own. Yeah. Comparison. Comparison leads to pride. Comparison is the death of God. God hates it. Not only is it, not only does comparison make us prideful, comparison leads to discouragement. You ever looked at somebody, again, don't amen this, or, or you ever looked at somebody or watch them on, and nobody puts on social network the bad? Haven't I taught you that already? Stop comparing yourself to social network. And please, on the flip side of that, please stop hearing your crap on Facebook. Wine to Jesus. You understand me? I tried that early on. 
I said one night late, I told you this story already, I, I said I was pastoring a, another church, I said, I'm done. Didn't even know I was friends on social network with this particular deacon. When I got to church the next day, he said, you shouldn't be posting stuff like that. People will think something. <laughs> and you think, well, that's crazy, right? Well, it reminded me of something. Keep your crap to yourself. You all right? Is that okay? Is that too much? Does that hurt too bad? You don't have to like me. I just want you to love Jesus. And I definitely don't want you to be like me. I want you to be like Jesus. At least the discouragement. You ever look at somebody and you go, man, I wish I could be like them? Or there you look at an old picture and go, well, I wish I could be like If you're not careful and compare yourself because everything happens for a reason, there's a purpose and a plan in everything, you will begin to become discouraged when God says, I've got better for you if you'll just trust me. Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you? That if you begin to compare yourself, oh, listen, I'm not, uh, I am not immune from it at all. The pulpit is the number one, it is bad in this arena that's why i never post numbers they make me want to puke and it's okay because i know every number is a person and every person counts i get it stuff all right i get it but i am not in that game to go well look what i've done today and then if i didn't do that well then i'll go i suck Comparison leads to discouragement, and Christ said, I want to give you joy. I want to give you peace. I want you to be content in me. And so comparison not only is the death of contentment, it is not only that it will lead to pride. You will begin to think that you are better than him because your sin is not quite as ugly as their sin, but in God's eye, it's all the same sin. And on the flip side of that, you will begin to feel like you are nothing and nobody because you don't have all these things, and you don't have somebody else. I'm not married yet. I don't have kids yet. I'm not over there. I don't have that job. I don't have that house. I don't have that bike. I don't have that boat. I don't don't have that truck. You know what I'm trying to say? My kids act like this. My kids are never going to get to that college, and it'll discourage you. I ain't got to the the lesson yet. I just want to sit this in context. So you hang on, baby. All right? That's how I roll. Some of you is already saying, well, you need to give the scripture way down there. So I give it to you up front today. Didn't change a thing, did it? Not done until I'm done. You hearing me, Daryl? You hearing me? Don't compare yourself. It'll discourage you. Not, not, only, not only does God hate it because it's the death of contentment and it's, it, it makes us prideful people, just disgustingly prideful people, not in a good way, in a righteous way. It comparison leads to discouragement. Comparison makes us re- resentful. You just become a bitter person. Nobody wants to be around you because you're not content anymore. You're arrogant because when you compare yourself to people that are not as far along as you, you think you're somebody. And God says, be careful, lest you boast in yourself or set yourself up for a fall. And then on the flip side of that, you, you, you're always Debbie Downer because every time you look around, everybody seems to have it all together. Nobody have it all together. Nobody. Watch people closely. You'll notice the ones that dye their hair. Don't look at me like that. That beauty didn't come natural. And just because they got all those vehicles and all that nice stuff doesn't mean they got a lot of stuff. Just means they have pretty good credit and they're about to ruin it. You all right? You think it's too real for you, but that's the truth under God. 
Some of you are so caught up in comparing that you'd bury yourself. You would bury yourself in bitterness and resent. You would stay in a situation that you know is not godly and not right just so that you can fit in with the Smiths and the Jones. Nothing to do with these Smiths. And I don't pastor any Jones right now. Just saying. God hates for you to compare yourself. Students, you don't have to compare yourself to anyone. Do you understand that? Ladies, you don't have to compare yourself to anyone else. Men, you do not have to compare yourself to anyone else. God hates it. Now, here's the message. How do we prevent or slow down this comparison trap? Two major points. Two major points. First one is this. This is how we avoid the comparison trap. First one is this. No, God, this was so worth you shaving your legs. Mm. Getting up early. And having to set up a homebrew instead of Starbucks. Watch this. Know what you have. Know what you have. Paul talks about it in Philippians 4, 11 through 13. He says this, he says, I have learned To be content because I've been without and I've had a bunch. And in all those things, we always just quote verse 13. I can do all things through Christ. It's not about all the stuff. Know what you have. And it don't matter. Watch this. I've had that big house. I've had those two or three cars, a nice SUV. You understand? You you know my story, those of you who have tracked with me. Went through a major divorce. $65,000 salary, nice little corner office. Had my own latrine in my office. Is that what I'm talking about, man? Had my own toilet and shower, if you didn't understand that. All right, that's a big thing to me. All right, because I'm kind of picky about where I shower. Yeah, that's okay. Now, guess what? I got a little old turd truck. It's like, smokes everywhere. You have to get it going to get it up to speed, but it still runs. You know what I'm saying, man? The faucet leaks. I touched the faucet in the house, and the whole thing fell off. You all right? The one in the bathtub is leaking right now. I got a bucket sitting under. Is that okay? Is that too real for you? I've had to wear the same jeans about every Sunday because the other pair of the whole tail of them ripped out. Did it not, Mama? And guess what? It ain't original with Duck Dynasty, but I'm happy, 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 man. Because in all of that process, selling the SUV, thank you, Vinny, for helping me do that. You swapper. Boy swaps cars like underwear. I'm just being honest with you, don't he? Nicole. Amen. He's good, though, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. No, he did for real. Help me out. I had some great people in my life that did not let me quit. You do too. But I lost all those things, man. And so what the faucet leaks? I know a guy that knows some plumbing now. Talking about cutting a hole in my wall, though, so I'm a little bit, you know, a little bit iffy right here. Know what you have. <laughs> I look at Sandra, I look at Lana, and I look at Addie. And then when I look in the mirror, I know that in all those things, they can take nothing from me. You understand me? For if I lose everything, I gain it all. 
Know what you have. I'm not in the rat race anymore. Mr. Patterson will tell you that. He'll say, Joel, we want to be over here for such and such need help. All I got to do to say, all I've got to do is say to Heath, I gotta, I'm going to go over here, I got to do this. You say, I don't work for him. I don't work for you. I work for God. Now you say, well, I'm not a preacher, and I'm not a lumberjack. Well, no, it don't matter where you work, even if it's BMW, you don't work for them. You see, that's just a place that saw the potential in you that allowed you to be there. You need to know what you have. I find it interesting. You with me? Say amen. I find it interesting that in this season, we're so heightened. Man, we're so heightened. We're talking about uh, sending the team. We're going to pray over a couple of these knotheads here in a minute. They'll fly out about midnight tonight or start the journey to Rwanda for our Barnabas X team and, and all this. But I find it amazing that the toothpaste will come in, the, t- the toothbrush, the granola bars. I, I, find, I just, I, amazing. I find it amazing that it, when we put this out before you, and, and thank you for giving. Now, this is not a slot on your giving. No, 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 no. It's the flip side of that. Just think about all the stuff that you take for granted. And don't say this. Don't say this. Well, I know I do. <laughs> no, I do. I mean, come on, for real. It was just a few dollars yesterday. Just a bunch of us nuts went over there, had the gas to put in the vehicle. Went over there, went down, and got, got beat up by the rocks, man. Splashed by some food. I mean, anyway, just crazy. I wouldn't trade it for anything in this world. I trust those people with my life. You ought to know what you have. I don't have to find it in the bottle. I don't have to find it in the dope no more. I don't, have to fi- I don't have to find it in extra relationships. I don't have to find it in some other dude. I don't have to find it in some other chick. I don't have to find my, my approval by somebody saying, well, you look good or you are theirs or how's that or you've lost weight or you gained a weight or whatever. It'll, none of that bother me. And for those of you who know me, I struggle with self-image, social anxieties, believe it or not. Because I know what I have. And what I have, can't you or anybody else take because it wasn't given by you. Do you understand me? This is how. That's why it doesn't matter where you work. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter how many rehabs you've been checked in and checked out of. It makes no difference. It don't matter what you've done or who you've done. It makes no difference when you come to Jesus. You understand me? I know what I have. Second one. This is how you avoid the comparison trap. Know what you have and be grateful for it. Be content with it. Now, remember, I've already, I've already read you Ecclesiastes. I don't want you to be lazy either because there's some of you that's plumb out lazy. All right? I know that's mean, but it's, it's the truth. Don't be lazy. Know what you have. Secondly, this one's the last, and this one's huge. Know who you are. See, wasn't that so, man, that was complex, wasn't it? I mean, that was worth all the money I paid for seminary. That's crazy. Know what you have. Be content and know who you are. I've shared this with you before. Ephesians 2.10 literally says, New Living Translation translates the Greek word there, poeme. All right? So we get our English word poem. It literally, it literally, New Living Translation Paul writing Church of Ephesus reminds them, and I'm going to remind you, you're a masterpiece. His craftsmanship, his workmanship. 
his masterpiece of poetic music. I looked at Sandra last night as I was going over my notes again. Sometime I was like, I, I looked over and I said, I'm God's masterpiece. Take it all in. I got about the same look just then. Know who you are. Stop and think for just a moment. Journey back with me. Just me. But you think about yourself. I told her this morning, I said, I, I come out of the living room into the kitchen, and she's, she's, she's getting her pink drink made and all that good stuff, all that, all that stuff that goes on in the morning time. All of the mistakes I've made, 99% of them, imagine, 99% of them. All I was doing was comparing myself to the people I was running with at that time, and I didn't know who I was, and I didn't know what I had. I would guarantee if you would stop for a moment and think about some of the dumbest decisions you've ever made in your life, it would be based off or piggyback off of you comparing yourself to those around you. I tell my daughters all the time, are you listening to me? I tell my daughters, and you hear me say it quite often to you, and I will say it to you students, you show me your friends, and I will show you your future. You understand me? I'm better than no one. I judge no one. That's his job. And I'm not even going to be so super spiritual and say I'm a fruit inspector. <laughs> I, I have gotten that wrong in the past, too. I know who I am, and I know what I have. Baby done gone Pentecostal, running in church. <laughs> know who you are you are a masterpiece listen to me you are not defined by your past you are not defined by your possessions you are not defined by people I don't care what they say about you and I, I promise you as your pastor even as just, just your brother, your friend if they come to me and say, you need to know this, I will shut them down just like that. You just need to know. No, I don't. Every day is a new day in Christ. As a matter of fact, we were in revival service the other night. I, I was probably scared in Selena, but I get a little sideways uh, being more Pentecostal than anything. Shah! You know what I'm saying? But I can see her out of, out, of, out of, my right eye is my good eye. You know, my left eye, whew, I'm about blind in. But I can see her good over here because she's on my side. But I, I, I never, I, I was get kind of amped up when, when, when the revivalist, he, he says, you know, look to your left or to your right and ask them, do they need forgiveness, you know? And I, my true story here is how I got saved. I was, I was you know, Assembly of God, and Pastor Reinhardt, he said, listen, look to your neighbor, ask them, do they need to come down? And I said, well, I, I can't lie in church. And this little old lady, she looked up and said, you need to go down. I said, yes, ma'am. I got saved, and here we are. So the same thing's going on. It's like, you look at, and so I, I, there's no joke. I was like, well, I know her. She go, goes to my church. I hope she's saved. I mean, I only thing runs in my mind. You know, I was like, people behind me, they go to my church. I hope they're saved too. I'm like, I know them, right? And so I looked at her. Watch this. Watch this. I looked at her. I, I, I looked at her. And I said, I need forgiveness. I didn't ask her. I just told her, I need forgiveness every day. Because every day is a fresh new start. And one day, I won't need that forgiveness no more. You know why? Because I'll be in the forgiver's presence. And I won't even worry about all that. I just don't know, be overcome, right? How do we avoid the comparison trap? 
Know what you have and know who you are. If you take notes, I would love for you to get this. This is the last statement. I'm going to give an altar call. Take notes. I really, really want you. It's very, very good for me. And, and I, I thought, well, if, if this is good for me, it's definitely something I need to share. So listen, success. You can look that word up and find many definitions for success. But I want, I want to give you just a, just a real quick one that, that I, it just resonates with me. Success is being who God made you to be. Success is being who God made you to be. And not who you wish you could be. Success is being who God made you to be. And not who you wish you could be. You see, when you boil it all down, good, bad, or ugly, with much or without, when he's pouring his blessings out or he's beginning to prune back and take away, in the midst of all of that, one thing stays the same, and that is Christ. His amazing grace, His amazing mercy, His amazing reminder that, listen, it doesn't matter if you run as fast, it doesn't matter if you're as smart, it doesn't matter if you're in a wheelchair, it doesn't matter if you, if you drive this or you live there or you have this, it doesn't matter if you're this color or that color or you went to this school or that school or you didn't go to school at all, it doesn't make, it doesn't make any difference because success in this life means that you are who God made you to be. And this is exactly what He says, you are fearfully and you are wonderfully made. He designed you, He built you to be a, a bearer of His Holy Ghost, to be a representation of His kingdom to come. You are people that are to walk with pride and with integrity, not in the world's way, but in the kingdom way. That I am who I am, and what I have, you and all of hell cannot take. Do you understand what I'm preaching? I will not compare myself to any other pastor, for I am radically and weirdly my own brand of strangeness. Thank you for listening to the One Community Church Podcast. If you'd like to join us for worship, our service begins at 10 a.m. on Sundays. Or check us out on the web at onechurchsc.org. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We hope you have enjoyed this message and may God bless.